0: Pop Culture Pastor Cody, I have uh, I've never been to Paris The French one
1: Um, uh, I haven't been to the Texas one (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I think I I think maybe I went through the Oklahoma one Um, I haven't been to either The Ohio (laughs) ones Are there multiple Paris, Ohio's? that is a
0: joke on this episode um we're here by the way this is pop culture pastor uh, not the french one um if
1: there is a french one Le pastor du pop culture i don't even know that didn't make sense i didn't take french i took french one after taking four years of spanish
0: i just offended all of our french listening audience
1: um so long quebec <laughs> <laughs> which was the target demographic yeah, this week
0: doggone it <laughs> there goes quebec uh can we still have donuts ted hortons can we still have some ted hortons is it is it a regional thing in canada when we talk about ted hortons or is it an all canada thing I think that it might be an, be an
1: all Canada thing,
0: but I don't know. I've never really thought about Canada being regions because we, you know, we basically uh, broadly generalize them like we shouldn't. But it makes sense that Canada would have different regions and different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, the kind Rick Moranis played in Strange Brew, which is mostly I think what kid people from my generation thought all Canadians were like, hey, hey, you hoser, you know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. That was back when they could do comedy like that. Now it's questionable.
1: Um, I think they're all like um, the Rose family from a show that I will call Schlitz Creek. (laughs) I'll add an L. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Were they Canadian? Were they? Is that? Oh, yeah. Is
0: that in the story? I don't remember. It's been a
1: while. So, uh, like Ray Moira asked him, uh, Where his parents were from, and uh, he's like, Winnipeg, (laughs) because she thought that he would said India or Pakistan Mm. or one of those
0: areas. (laughs) Well, um, this show has nothing to do with Canada. No offense to our North American brethren. Yes. Uh, We love you, Canada. Uh, But it has nothing to do with that. So we'll we'll just move on. This is Pop Culture Pastor. Watch-alongs. We're watching along with you, Ted Lasso. And it's time, yeah, it's time to talk about season three, episode eight. <sighs> this uh, overall, how'd you feel about this episode?
1: Uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it was a good change up from where we've been.
0: Yeah. Right off the bat. I, I want to talk about, I was on Twitter and I noticed a lot of people are not enjoying this season. I They're mean- fascist. <laughs> Well, um in, in you know, so we're pastors. so a lot of the things I read on Twitter, it's it's weird because there's pockets. I intentionally follow uh, people that I wouldn't normally have the same worldview with because I like to have I like to make sure I'm not in an echo chamber. Mm. So I intentionally follow that. but I noticed that a lot of the conservative folks that I follow on Twitter, uh, where they got into a discussion of how they don't like this season of Ted Lasso, and I'll give you three three guesses as why. You're uh, only going to need one though, probably. Is it Keeley? Uh, well, I mean, part of it, yeah. The woke storylines. No. Is basically what what their problem is with with it. Although, Although, was Ted Lasso ever conservative? I
1: I felt like the show was always pretty progressive, uh, and like they could have gone a whole nother direction with a lot of characters, including Colin and Keely, and they really haven't.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me just, let me just put this, put this out there for, for my conservative folks who listen to the show. And I do get emails from time to time from, from conservative folks uh, regarding the podcast and whether, you know, like to do with the political stuff, or the uh, they would call it an agenda by Hollywood. Um, I actually think Ted Lasso is displaying these stories for the most part in a way that is um, not tokenism, which is what we usually talk about, where they're just kind of throwing it in there to to make uh, you know social currency, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think when the story deals with Colin, we're getting like a real look at a real person. Now we're going to get into Keely too. And she's done things and the whole episode kind of centers around Keely and choices she's made in the past that maybe she doesn't even, maybe she regrets her choices. And we don't necessarily wouldn't necessarily agree with the choices, but I feel like this show does a good job of focusing on the real people inside the character, like the human it part. Yeah. And I don't have to agree with, Every choice you make to empathize with you—that's the whole point.
1: Um, literally, within our own churches, there are things that people <laughs> do, and I would probably roll my eyes and say "shoo, shoo" uh, if I didn't realize that ah, I make mistakes too, and that ah, Jesus called me to love people. So yeah, yeah. Well, and Jesus. Is the guy who gives you the golden rule, right? Word.
0: Yeah. Do unto others as you would want done to you.
1: Something and, along those and, lines. And
0: frankly, if you want to get really specific, since we're all broken, I think what he's really like specifically saying is hey, I want people to empathize and love me, even though they wouldn't agree with all the choices I've made. Yeah. And and if S- I'm if I want that, then I'm gonna give that because that's what Jesus told me to do. Let's get into this episode. Okay, yeah. The, pre- the preamble is over. Uh, we start off with, um, well, let's start with Ted. Ted and Henry, to a certain extent. Just the, the episode starts with the commentary in the background. We find out uh, Richmond is on a roll. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Total football. Totally working out. Jamie is facilitator, which, by the way, echoes Jamie's story arc. Yes. He's he's turned from selfish scorer Zava like to facilitator. Um and, and and it echoes it's echoed there's a little throw in there where that's echoed where we find out that um Jamie is apparently the Robin Hood of Axe or Lynx as it's called <laughs> in oh. where he's where he's got a whole bank of uh, the the debody deodorant spray and he's just handing them out for free for free. Oh, you want some, Call What flavor? Yeah. And so, like, I don't think old Jamie would have done that. But old Jamie's a, new Jamie's a facilitator. He he facilitates for his team. So, anyways, that's just an aside, because this episode doesn't have a lot to do with Jamie. Uh, but back to Ted. We, we, we find out the team's on a roll. The, the announcers have said, there must be no one happier than Ted Lasso. Wrong. <laughs> we go we get a close up of Ted's face. He doesn't look happy and then we find out why. He's having a meal with his ex-wife, her new um beau. Doctor <laughs> Doctor Dr. Jacob. Doctor Jacob. Please, Ted, call me Jake. Nope. That's weird, Dr. Jacob. Still ethical problems here. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yeah, I don't think there's anyone. What do you think the guy that played Doctor Jacob that plays him was like? Oh, I'm glad to get this job on a popular show, but oof, this character.
1: Um, it would kind of be like Jason Sudeikis, um, in his role on The Mandalorian, because he's like the only one that's ever hit uh, Grogu.
0: <laughs> that's yes, that's true. So. <laughs> Uh, so he's at a meal with Dr. Jacob. Um, he's clearly pained, finds out they're going to Paris. And you know what that means. Apparently he's convinced that he's going to propose to his ex-wife, to Michelle. And the whole, his whole arc in this episode kind of centers around that. You know, we see him really struggling with it. He calls a meeting of the diamond dogs. Woof. (laughs) Roy is excellent in this scene Trent is added to the diamond dogs Which is fun
1: Yeah, he doesn't know what to do with his dog sounds No,
0: and, and the the look on all their faces As they find out that Ted has leapt to a conclusion here A very illogical conclusion Yeah, is is interesting because um, Or it's, it's well done It's well done as they all say Hey, you can't Trent rightly points out You can't fret about something that hasn't happened yet can't panic uh uh what what is it higgins says find out before you flip out
1: yeah and he was already flipping out yeah
0: um so ted uh, decides not to wait though he needs to find out he takes that part to heart and he goes to rebecca to ask to hire a private investigator which what it's, do we is it believable that rebecca facilitates this um, instead of trying to be like the rest of the diamond dogs who urge patience,
1: so it's not unheard of within professional sports for them to have private investigators that they go and do investigate things on behalf of star players, coaches, and the owner um literally the Washington commanders. Uh, In one of their huge scandals, it was found out that their former owner had hired private investigators to uh, learn information about quite a few things. Um, So I can believe that she may entertain the idea. I don't think that she actually went along with the idea, but there's always that possibility that she did actually hire someone yeah, um, so we'll come back to that. He, she ends up doing it
0: for him, at least as far as we know. Um, the, the, as the episode goes on with Ted and now Beard and Henry, Henry wants to go see a football match. Who doesn't? Wouldn't you know, the only match that day, West Ham. Mm. And in one of the sweeter moments of the episode and this season so far, they show up to West, the West Ham game, decked out, Henry. Henry's decked out in a West Ham jersey and, e. he, and yelling at Nate. And uh, they're they're there. They're smiling. They're waving. Except for Coach Beard, who looks like he's in pain.
1: I am with Coach
0: Beard. <laughs> but Nate has a little smile as, as the guy tells him, hey, look, they're trying to get your attention. And um, uh, says something derogatory about Ted. Thinks they're looking for tips. Is it Disco? Is that the assistant coach's name? I think so. Yeah. Um, Disco says they're looking for tips. Makes a joke at their expense. But you could tell Nate is pleased.
1: I mean, literally, if they're looking for tips, all they have to do is watch the game or the match on TV. Yeah.
0: Um, Ted and Beard and Henry kind of culminates. Their arc in this episode kind of culminates with this scene with the busker, the singer. He's singing Hey Jude which is a very, again, the music selection's on point this season, in my opinion. Um, Ted is on the phone with Rebecca, who apparently delivers bad news. They, they're not specific, but it seems like with what we do hear Rebecca say, she's confirming that he proposed. Did you get that feeling? I did not. You did not get that feeling?
1: No. Okay. Because the way I took it was... She's like, do you really want to go down this rabbit hole? Yeah. And they keep having dialogue about it. And she's really into, hey, is that hey, Jude?
0: Go spend it with your son. (laughs) He, He looks sad after she says, do you really want to go down this road? And then after she delivers whatever news she delivers, she says, but seriously, who cares if Michelle gets engaged? So we don't really know. I feel like. Maybe we're not supposed to know, probably, but I I felt like it was negative. I felt like it was he proposed, which would make the scene that happens later a little bit more provocative. You know what scene I'm speaking of? When they come back to pick up Henry and he's handing her the backpack.
1: And doesn't let go.
0: Doesn't let go because he noticed her hand does not have a ring
1: on it. And... I mean, I honestly thought that that was his way of quote-unquote finding out because I didn't assume that Bex had told him. Yeah, I might be reading too much into the
0: scene. I might be, that's for sure. But uh, that's just kind of what I thought when that happens. Meanwhile, while he's on the phone, really this very sweet, sweet moment. And one of the, like, Ted, what this season, I feel like is, I've loved this season, first of all. Um I've loved it and it's been because there's these much deeper themes and and really some things that that like it's messed with themes that are almost like the same kind of themes that Jesus might tell us. Like that that that, that, that though there are valleys in life, that there are ways to to ascend, to transcend those valleys. And we get that in Beard giving Henry the backstory of Hey Jude.
1: Loosely based on real life story.
0: Yeah, that uh, Paul McCartney was writing this for the son of John Lennon, whose parents were getting divorced. Going through the big D, and I don't mean Dallas. <laughs> and he's and and Beard tells him, "I know, right now it feels like you're in a sad song, but you, young man, you have the power to take a sad song
1: and make it better." Mm. Which is, of course, a line from the song "Hey Jude." Sir Paul McCartney, he knows how to write a. A jam, a hit. I I must say, I teared up a little bit at this
0: moment in the episode. I am a child of divorce, and um, it was just wonderful. It's a wonderful sentiment, and it's a wonderful. It's not just a sentiment; it's something we can all do, and that we often choose not to. Like we live in the time of, you know, kind of where we victimhood is almost desired, and and taking a sad song and making it better means I, I don't want to be a victim. It means I'm going to climb out of this and I'm going to be positive and make my life into something that's
1: shining light on the world. Um, people that are struggling through depression and anxiety, stress, worries, oftentimes feel like there's no hope. There's no way out. Um, but yet our, our brain sometimes, uh, interprets and goes into illogical fallacies and, um, that if you change your perspective a little bit, you can take that sad song and make it better. Yeah. Um. Let's let's talk about Nate. Nate the Great. Nate the Great. We see him uh first in
0: this episode in bed in the morning. Uh, his his uh, friend is there, Jade, which you know is it his fr- friend or are they something more? Which is exactly what Nate. He's trying to get the bottom two. He's a little, a little he's, he's going a little fast.
1: Uh, he's, he's worried, anxious, <laughs> so worried and anxious. He even gets up before she does showers <laughs> and brushes his teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's and and
0: she finds it, of course, endearing, which leads you to believe that, Hey, this is something more. This is. Uh, this is maybe Nate's Happily Ever After, uh. where where she um, regards his, maybe some other people would say those are negative traits, to be over-anxious, to be kind of needy. What he does is maybe a little needy. He's trying to define the relationship that's very new still. And uh, she, of course, thinks it's charming and she likes it and says, yeah, you're my boyfriend. And so we have a clearly defined label, even if Nate is, um, being himself, his real self, his self from the first season where he's social cues, not so much, and he's been rejected, you know, so he feels a little, he, maybe he does go a little too fast with the labeling, but instead of scaring Jade away, it only pulls her in closer. And, uh, again, we see Nate finally on this road to maybe, um, I don't know. How would you describe that? Like, he's not, he's gonna, he's, he's self improving, but it's through the care of someone else,
1: right? Yeah. And like, uh, one wise book once said, it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. We, we need people, we need significant others within our lives. Yeah. The only real complaint
0: I have about the relationships we've seen, the new relationships in this season, uh, Nate and Jade, Jack and Keeley, is we've seen them in intimate settings. Okay. And we haven't really seen a lot of real conversations with them, which
1: surely there were. Uh, I assume, especially with Nate and Jade, just because, like, Ah, they went to dinner that one time.
0: Yeah, right? It's Like, look, it's a TV show. I know they're working with limited time, but it would be nice to have a little bit more substance to their relationship before we see them in intimate settings.
1: And with Nate and Jade, I mean, there was a long buildup. There to was. To their relationship. They have known of each other for a while. Jack and
0: Keely, not so much. Yeah, them not so much. But... That's just I understand and assume that a lot of that was taking place off camera because they don't have the time to tell to put those uh, put those in the show. Nate. um, uh, The game Ted shows up. He smiles. We went over that talking about Ted. Uh, We do see later on he he tries to form his own diamond dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Love (laughs) hounds. Love hounds with disco. And whoever, what's the other assistant coach's name? Do you know? I don't recall. Oh, man. It's rough. It's disco's like, don't tell him your feelings. It's expensive. <laughs> it's, exactly. He's had four divorces. And something really interesting happens here as we see that Nate can't, you just can't duplicate when you find your people, right? Yeah. And and it is the, it, it, go ahead. The love hounds is a one off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, he's they're not, not
1: happening. At yet. the end of it, he
0: says, "Okay, well, let's, we'll probably never do this again," because it like listen, it is important who you who your circle is,
1: right? And I think uh, Nate's circle looks a lot more like Rupert's circle. Yeah, well, than Nate's
0: and and Rupert, who we've described as the devil incarnate. Um I don't think this assistant coach and Disco were supposed to be like, oh, they're bad people. They're just people. They're just people. And they're not Nate's people. Nope. Mm-hmm. They they don't echo his sensitivities, and that's what I mean by like I love that this show is 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 giving you real life stuff, real human stuff where I'm not supposed to look at Disco and that other guy who I don't even know his name and say, "Oh, they're terrible people." No. I, they're just people, but I know they're not Nate's kind of people. And The show is saying, like, hey, when you find your people, that is something to hold on to.
1: Yeah. They have slightly different values and perspectives than Nate, that Nate's not necessarily needing or looking for. Um, Later on, Rupert texts him after the
0: football match and says, sorry, Ted was there. It'll never happen again. (laughs) That's what you think, Rupert. (laughs) And Nate uh, first Texts out, it's okay, I thought it was funny, but then deletes the text and writes out, good, thank you. Now, my question to you, is that a sincere thing that Nate is still struggling, or is he just placating Rupert? Both. Both, okay, that's fair. I do think Nate's not quite there yet, but he's close. He is. Um, Okay, that's pretty much all with Nate. Let's go to Keeley, because this is a Keeley-centric episode. Keely, Kayla, after, (laughs) Keeley, after, you know, many weeks of her being the loser of the week, mostly because her character's been kind of short-shifted this season uh, with not much to do. We get a Keeley-centric episode. It starts off bad. We realize that she, that there's been a hack a hack and many celebrities' intimate um, texts, videos, pictures have been leaked. Which happens in real life? Yes, it does. And it, as we kind of hit on earlier, it sets up this very interesting um, conversation because the team kind of spells it out first. Mm-hmm. They kind of have the discussion that society has when this sort of thing happens, where which is you know jamie says this is wrong they shouldn't do that that's just ridiculous but someone yeah someone else on the team and i can't remember who says well you shouldn't make videos like that to begin i think it's
1: the french guy um or it's the guy from um amsterdam one of those two yeah jan mas yeah but
0: the team arrives to the same conclusion i think we can arrive to which is hey I don't have to agree with everything you've done to empathize with you and care for
1: you. Yes. And, um, I do like that. The captain is more vocal in this Mm, discussion. And he's like, Hey, if you and -and so-and-so are over delete it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We get a, an interesting little bit, uh, with the
0: captain being more, assertive which is nice uh, Captain um, Isaac yeah Isaac kind of leads the charge hey hey delete all these pictures off your phone of exes, mm-hmm. which he's actively leading to make them more in in our in our circle we'd say holy
1: right yeah um, you're more focused and uh, devoted to your significant other, there's not the temptation to to look back at things from previous relationships. Uh, it puts you in, here in the present. And it also um, respects the dignity and humanity of um, your exes. And um, with them all being within the celeb culture, they are always at risk of being targeted for hacking or... Whatever, and so, ah, it's a good way to be respectful.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see Isaac, literally, uh, and again, in our speak, discipling. Mm-hmm. He's saying, "Hey, I'm going to help you. I'm going to I'm going to help you be accountable. Yeah. Let's get rid of all these pictures off our phones of exes. Mo- one because we we care about them not being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So someone hack our stuff. Two, maybe we shouldn't be looking at ex-girlfriends anyways if they're not if you're not with them why would you have these and and so it's kind of neat to see uh isaac doing that and that the show addressing it yeah um roy and jamie both look concerned as the information is leaking out into the locker room and i'm i'm kind of wondering as i'm watching this oh is this where roy is going to kind of re-endear himself to keely Uh, The answer (laughs) is no. At first, kind of. At first, he says all the right things. He tracks her down as she's leaving. He says all the right things and you're like, okay, this is happening. Good. And then he gets to where he clearly wanted to get to or at least couldn't resist not getting to from the beginning.
1: I wondered after he said it because there there's a couple different motives you might have for asking it. There is instant remorse. There is instant remorse. Um, Cause part of me thinks I'm going to go beat up that guy that had this that got hacked because it wasn't yep. that Keely got hacked. It was someone else got hacked and Keeley just happened to have photos. That's a part of the video. Yep.
0: Yeah. I I went right to the part where Roy couldn't handle that he never got a video. Which yes. again would show the growth of Keely.
1: Mm hmm. Um and that is definitely a very realistic possibility which i had thought of as well but me trying to be a half glass full kind of guy that yeah, um, that you are that roy might have had some more honorable motive although it, in that situation you still don't ask that question um so roy
0: i don't know i I'm wondering where they're going with this. I I just assumed that Roy and Keely would be together by the end of this season. I did not. It doesn't look good now because Roy had that moment this episode and that appears to be very very bad. Um, but that is it, that was a big question mark for where they are heading as uh, it, it, as a possible couple. Um, let's move on to Roy or Keely and Jack. So Keely and Jack's relationship we haven't really seen again because of the time constraints we haven't seen the foundation they've been laying um you know with their relationship at all it's mostly been them in sort of intimate settings and um maybe maybe that's intentional because this episode sort of outs what Rebecca's concerns were in the last episode which is Rupert jr. Yeah. <laughs> that Jack it, it maybe only cares about Keely in a physical sense and in a not being a problem sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jack is, as we find out in this episode is very uh, concerned and the conceit of the episode with Jack and even Keely's business is they keep driving her to apologize for for this past mistake and um clearly that's something that Keeley does not want to do um she feels like she's been wronged i don't know where where are you at there where where are you at with that because i think i could see people going both ways here and be like well i mean first of all you have a business businesses put out statements
1: all the do- time apologizing for something that they probably really don't have any remorse for So if you're going from it from a secular perspective, um, it's a good PR move to apologize. Right, right. it makes Um, sense. But also from another secular perspective would be, ah, um, she should not have to apologize for something that she did that was meant for one person, one person only, Mm -hmm. and um, that there are young girls and grown women that uh, struggle with body image and that um, having to apologize uh, because of their body being out uh, on the Internet is um, so she can make a a feminist statement by saying it's okay that that um, I loved this person enough that I shared uh, my body that I'm not ashamed of and I'm not going to apologize about because she does have that bit uh, with Rebecca after the the photos dropped that it, it kind of seems like she wants to go that route. That, like, A, my personal stuff was stolen, and B... Um, I have nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. And so this is where we get a
0: little... Ted Lasso this season's done a good job of mirroring the stories. Mm-hmm. And you might have been wondering, well, who's mirroring Keely's story? Let's take an aside to Colin real quick. As the team, has, as has been instructed by Isaac, to delete the photos of exes off their phones, as the team is doing that, Colin excuses himself from the locker room for what the audience knows is... He doesn't want to reveal his secret to the team. Uh Isaac sees him leaving, interprets it as he doesn't want to delete photos of exes and comes out and confronts him. He grabs his phone. He makes the connection. He understands that Colin um, is having uh, is, is a gay man and we're, we're left in mystery. He gives a look, he hands him the phone. He walks away. And in this, we get the same thing. Keely was wanting, right? Mm. With the same question is being posed to Isaac: Can I disagree with someone's choices, but still care about them and love them and support them? That's the question being being asked here, and that's the um, that's the parallel with Keely because the people around Keely, they're not supporting; they're covering, right? if it's jack's people yeah yeah jack who she's in a relationship with would be the one you want support and empathy and love from instead she gets the business line which probably speaks more to hey
1: being in relationship with someone you're in business with has has drawbacks it has drawbacks and also jack's from money jack has money mm-hmm. people that are rich do things that keep them rich yeah so Ah, you don't get to meet Uncle So and So, that uh, <laughs> you don't get to go to the polo grounds. Yes, you don't get to go to the polo grounds because this is a hot scandal issue right now. Mm. Um, and once you apologize for it, we can rediscuss and refocus on the relationship side. But money evidently is a motivating factor for Jack, uh, which again rich people tend to do the things that keep them rich. Yeah, That is something that one of my college professors, uh, who was a financial uh, professor, he he said that there are habits that rich people do that keep them rich. There are habits that poor people do that keep them poor. And you can live a good life and not be rich, but be mindful of these traps uh, that might, Take your money and waste it, and be mindful of these things that you can do that might prolong your money. and yeah. So, yes, I, I think that we see Jack's more about Jack and Jack's money. Yeah, there's a lot Keely. of there's a lot of water under that bridge,
0: mm-hmm. and um, maybe Keely. This is a, maybe also a warning of a relationship that's based on kind of that obsession at first. Uh, uh. physical attraction whatever you want to call it we would like back in the day we'd
1: call them crushes crush um in this sense it was almost a full-on lust yeah um
0: and this is the issue you're not really taking account of the other person getting to know them their context Cause we could make the argument that Jack's just reacting. Like you just pointed out someone who's in a certain kind
1: of context. Oh yeah. But so it's really interesting. The dynamics of this relationship because previous episodes, we've, we've seen Jack say that uh, sometimes I come on too strong and I'm overbearing. And it's just because I want to express my affections for you and now it's so that's kind of controlling and now we have another controlling like here's this public statement do it um yeah well those sorts
0: of and and here's what i can say about the keely this this episode while i don't think the storyline's perfect um i appreciate that we actually get her context and her view in this and the human question. And I think it translates really well to Colin and Isaac. And here's what I want to say. The Isaac thing might be the thing I'm most interested in for next week's episode, because Isaac has been posed the question that as a pastor, I want to ask the sheep that I'm shepherding. Can you get past the choices that someone else has made that you disagree with? to care for them and empathize with them first. So often Christians want to denigrate someone's choices first, but the Bible says we speak truth with love and love is a very curious
1: word to use there, given that love takes time. It does. Um, Now for me, I saw this one mirroring Nate and Jade more. Okay. Yeah, um Explain. Well, I mean, literally, there you see with Keely at the mini golf course, and Jack, Jack's like, "Well, this is my friend," emphasis on friend. Oh yeah. Of, uh, Keely doesn't introduce her as a partner, as a lover, as girlfriend, friend. Um, there the relationship dynamics uh, uh like at the end with jade and Nate where uh Jade sees him smile mm-hmm. and she's like, There it is. I I love it when you smile. Mm-hmm. And so she's affirming him. Um she has taken time to actually uh like you know what she actually likes with, about the relationship and stuff where uh the other relationship in this show um we literally are like well you re- we probably shouldn't made those f- to begin with who does that yeah that's what jack says yeah yep and so like i would have instantly guessed if you had post the question who on Ted Lasso would have made a video or done photos like this out of the main cast. I would have said Keely. Well, of course. Yeah. And so like that's from a couple seasons of watching. Yeah. But where Jack, it's very superficial. It seems like, yeah. and Jade is wanting to get more intimate and no Nate. Anymore. And
0: she doesn't reject him for what we would Diagnosis a negative quality. Mm-hmm. His his fear of rejection, his anxiety in that. Uh, she actually doesn't reject him. She gets closer. She does. It says true care, true
1: empathy. Uh whereas Jack, yeah. So I do think that there's several people that are mirroring in this show and in this season. Uh, so yeah, the the Isaac thing definitely is a mirror uh, for for that but also Nate and Jade are a completely like almost the polar opposite of what Jack and Keely are going through Mm -hmm. where the relationship's going to come crashing down for Jack and Keely because Jack has this image to uphold where I think, and I'm, I'm still calling the shot that, Rupert's going to try to get Nate to break up with Jade because she's just a hostess.
0: And that's going to be the, that'll be the impetus for the rest of Nate's arc. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm calling.
0: I think I agree. That seems like it will be something. Um, Let's see any any odds and ends here. I don't know. Uh, There's no, there's no drawback to the gazelle. Dutchman.
1: Rebecca's Rebecca, Rebecca's Dutchman we've moved on surely not forever I hope so what I think that it is one of those better mysteries like all right who is this mysterious guy storytelling choice then yes okay um Jamie his the the main crux of this episode for him is so the locker room, where he's throwing the the body spray around, being more caring and sharing, and is also honoring women and their bodies uh, with his stance on uh, images. But then him and Keely have yeah. a moment at the end. The end of the episode. Jamie comes to Keely's
0: house. We find out that this was sent to Jamie. Jamie taught, and, and Jamie is expressing real. Sympathy and remorse for the leak happening because of him. He did, he forgot to check his emails when he deleted. Because he says to the team, "I delete all my pictures of an ex when I'm not yes. going out with him anymore. I delete them, which is admirable. You know, e- even if you're like not a person who's like, well, why would you send pictures? I wouldn't have those pictures on my phone anyways. But like, okay, but at least he gets rid of them when he's not in a relationship with the person. Yeah, right. It's an admirable thing." And then he realizes it was because of him, so he goes to apologize. And he's the first person who shows up to Keely's door with real empathy. Real, real, uh,
1: hey, I'm sorry this is happening to you. Um, Although. Choose a better password, Jamie, than <laughs> password. <laughs> they share and embrace
0: as Keeley, that's what Keely had been needing clearly the whole episode oh yeah jamie's the first one to really getting give it to her even though we thought it was going to be roy he he appears to be on that way and then he drops his he just can't help himself what does this mean do you think jamie and keely end up together at the end of this or is this just a nope this is just a moment it's a nice moment they have
1: or does no one end up with keely at the end of this season Also, also very possible. That would be bold.
0: It would be. But this show has taken some bold. I feel like bold story choices. Very unexpected story choices. So we'll see. Like I said, I'm most interested in what Isaac's going to do. The, the, the blurb for next week's episode. Clearly this is going to be a, a central part of the
1: episode. I haven't read I don't like spoilers. Well, it's just like a blurb. It's like two sentences. But I can't handle those <laughs> two sentences. <laughs> All right.
0: Um who's the winner of the episode for you? Coach Beard. <laughs> Coach Beard is the man. He gets to deliver like the 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 in uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? The uh emotional crux
1: he does of the episode although him and ted are on probation they're on probation yes
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. from may Mm -hmm. yeah may you guys are on probation because they went to a west ham game shame on them (laughs) dressed henry in west ham gear (laughs) i love that henry does the same thing with his milk that beard and ted do with their beers the same drinking thing that was cute um yeah, I don't. I wouldn't disagree with that pick. I'm gonna go ahead and say Keely, just because because you've
1: been so harsh on her. Yeah,
0: because we've been waiting all season for them to do something like with any sort of solidity for her, and it 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 was it was good to have let her have an episode where where we get to see how far she's come by yeah. showing us her past. Like, oh right, Keely used to be this person, but now we see Keely now. And this, this being faced with her old self causes her a lot of stress and that shows that to everyone else, which, yeah, there's nothing worse than when you're a different person. Like, I'll say this again. I think I said this at the beginning of the episode. Any one of us, if something we did that we regretted in our past came out and was just there for the public consumption, we'd feel terrible. That'd be awful. And maybe the worst part of that is that's not who I am anymore and nobody's going to know that.
1: Yeah So if you played Pokemon Snapshot back in the day I'm not judging you Why would you say that I didn't play Pokemon Snap (laughs) or did I
0: (laughs) Dave's Username for Pokemon Snap Leaked to the public Um, No but I I Appreciated that they did something with Keeley That they gave her an episode and um, it, It raised some good questions Some good things to think about Who's the loser of the
1: episode Um I could go with Jack. I'm not going to. It's the love hounds. (laughs) Agreed.
0: Disco and weird other assistant coach who says women like it when you disrespect him. Come on, man. They're definitely the losers of the episode. I agree completely. Jack was close. Jack was a problem. Yeah. But we kind of felt that
1: like the the writing was on the wall with Jack. It was, even though I wanted to give Jack the benefit of the doubt the whole time. Yeah, Rebecca was right. Rupert Jr.
0: <laughs> All right. Um uh, how many mustaches out of ten? Uh seven and a half. Ditto. Seven and a half. Good episode. Solid. Yes. I dig it. Um what'd you guys think? What'd you guys think of the episode? Let us know. Um, as always. Hey, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, maybe maybe you've had some choices that you're not proud of in your life. Um, and think about how it would feel to have them leaked out there. And think about how we react to other people for choices that they have went past. The people in our life who have um, changed into different people, but maybe we're still holding them hostage to former choices. I think that's something good to think about from this episode of Ted Lasso. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure and subscribe to the pod. Uh, Give us a review. Share us, man. Follow us on our socials. Share our posts, please. Facebook, Twitter. Uh, That helps us out a lot. Gets us out there to more people. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.